Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi guys. Hi. This is Goop Yourself, the podcast where we talk about everything goop. I'm Brian Rucker. I'm Agnes Hewitt. And we've fully, I think, returned to 100% productivity in the world of goop. Yeah, well, partially. Uh, goop had their cruise. <laughs> Gwyneth celebrated her 50th birthday. Yeah, and now it's like back in business. Yeah. Um yeah, I mean, I would want to like go on a cruise and celebrate my 50th birthday without having to do this shit too. Well, yes, and she I mean, she organized this. I guess she organized this whole thing to like coincide with her her like birthday trip to Umbria, but as we will soon learn, um she did not spend too much time on that cruise. No. No, I mean, why? I I mean, did she spend even one second literally on the cruise? Uh, yeah. So, if you guys didn't know, and I didn't know this until an hour ago when I was preparing for this podcast, um, the Daily Mail sent a correspondent to Goop at Sea to like recap everything that happened, and um, and yeah, it does seem like Gwyneth spent eh, an hour or two maybe on the boat. Okay. Okay. When are we going to get uh, this? We should be someone's goop correspondent. We're putting it I mean, out there. We're, yeah. We're manifesting it. Like someone needs to put us on those fucking cruises and put us in these fucking summits and whatever the hell they have in goop health. And if, do they even still do that? Actually, I haven't heard much about in they, goop health. I feel like they were, they definitely did a couple of the like Zoom in Goop Healths during the pandemic. And I, I want to say they had one in-person one since then, but it doesn't seem like, I mean, I think like everything with Goop, they are pretty good about um, cutting their losses when things aren't making a lot of money. Yeah, they're smart. So I imagine, I think it's like you do enough of these and like enough rich ladies pay a thousand dollars to go to them. And then they all obviously realize how stupid it is and how much they just like wasted their money. So there's, if they're going to like try to swindle people, they can only do it so many times before they run out of victims. So true. So true. So I feel, I feel like similarly with this goop cruise, I mean, this is probably different because like, I'm sure celebrity cruises is like paying for them to yeah. have. I don't know how that business model works but because the whole 
cruise industry is a, is I'm sure in like such dire straits, they're just like probably paying for anyone with any sort of notoriety or celebrity to like do a cruise with them. Yeah. They obviously do some sort of like weird contract with like all these people. Cause like yeah. a ton of people have them. Right. And like, and brands they're, and stuff. they're not just making money from like the, the people who go on the cruises. Like it's from, from the companies themselves. Oh, you think? Yeah. Well, so I, we would discuss this a little bit off mic, but um, I think the best thing to do is to just literally read this article. And I try not, cause I know some podcasts will just like read an entire article. I and did not know podcasts would do that, but I do want this podcast to do that right now. I'm well, I'm specifically thinking of one of the politics podcast I listened to. Um, you might have heard of it. It's called Chapo Trap House. Oh my God. And they, Brian, <laughs> they, all, they always like read an entire article well, that they this make This is of. the Chapo Trap House of Goop. Absolutely. Of we're, wellness. Uh, no, not come, of wellness, just of Goop. We, yeah, we come at uh, Goop from a dirtbag leftist perspective. Well, not me. Um, no, you're a, you're a dyed in the wool neoliberal. Yeah. Uh, have you, wait, so, but you haven't watched um, Hillary and Chelsea's Gutsy yet? <laughs> No, I haven't watched Hillary and Chelsea's gutsy. I'm just not. I do want to watch because the one episode and I, I saved a screenshot. There's like um a, a picture of Hillary looking like, you know, looking like Hillary, but in like a clown nose. And it's such a good picture that I like took a screenshot of it. And I keep wanting to like use it as like a meme or like use it as like a response for something. I but I can have seen it. Maybe just from you. Uh, I think I. I don't know that I've ever like posted it, but I've seen people. Maybe other people have. It's just so funny. Um, and we actually know someone from UCB that is, is on that clowning episode of Gutsy. Wait, we do. Oh, because they're like a clown. They're like they're in the clown class with Hillary and Chelsea. Yeah. All right. Well, UCB, you get what you pay for. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and it's one of those things that like. I mean, I don't know what her politics are. Like, I don't actually know her very well. But um, if, like, Hillary takes a picture with you, you sort of have You're to be cursed. like... Well, that is, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, like, that being said, it, you do sort of, like... I mean, I guess you don't have to post it, but it is, like, a to be like, oh, my God, wasn't this a crazy experience? I took a clowning class, and Hillary and Chelsea were in the class. Here's a picture of Hillary. Because you could also be like, fuck that stupid, like, warmongering bitch, like, war criminal. But then, but then it's like, it's just you and Hillary in clown makeup. <laughs> it would just not be effective. I, I mean, oh, yeah. Like, well, you could just, like, not post it on the you internet. You could not post it. That's true. But if it's already going to be on TV. But no one, I mean, I feel like if... That's one of the safest shows to be on if you don't want anyone to know you were on with Hillary Clinton. Because, like, who among us is watching this? I mean, I don't know. And, like, and again, like, this is not a political podcast. I'm sure a lot of our listeners like Hillary Clinton. And, you know, God bless you. <laughs> we both voted for Hillary. We both. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. I voted for her. Did I? Wait, how many times did she run? I voted for once. That's all. I, I voted to, for right? her once, too. Yeah. I. Oh, but I did. This is so embarrassing but I did vote for her in 2016 in the primaries as well. No, I know. And I did too. And I'm, I'm not, embarrassed. not but, I, but then I like went really hard for Bernie in the next one. And yeah. I, like, I learned my lesson. Um, anyway, but whatever. then I, I mean, but then I ended up being forced to vote for Joe Biden. 
Sure. And none of it really matters. And I do regret all the money that I gave to Bernie because it all just ends up going to the DNC anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I honestly, I don't think I gave that much money. I probably gave him, you know, $27 once. I don't, I, I think back in, back in my true, like millennial neoliberal phase in like 2008, I gave Obama so much fucking money. I know. And that was when I was like the youngest and poorest and stupidest, but like, I was upset. I like loved Obama. I was, oh my God. It's so embarrassing to think back on that. But we were so young. We didn't know. But no, for me, I knew better already because I started as a leftist radical in 2000 when I voted for Ralph Nader. Yeah, literally um, every person, everyone that I'm friends with is four years older than me. They all voted for Nader and then they all voted for Obama. Yeah, I guess that's the way of the world. I guess so. Anyway, why did we talk about Gutsy? I don't know. I'm insane. Um, Let's go back to talking about a blonde woman that we can all get behind. Yes. <laughs> Gwyneth Paltrow. Who's more controversial, Hillary Clinton or Gwyneth Paltrow? Oh, that's a actually a really good question. I mean, Hillary has to be just because the just stakes like are the so scale. much higher. Yeah, like obviously like being a politician is a bigger deal, but um but as far as like the passion that I think well, it's still Hillary. Because people like want to kill Hillary Clinton. Yeah, yeah. And like, like no, obviously yeah. no one deserves that. Like I, <laughs> I'm, I'm not that anti-Hillary. Come on. But like, I mean, I th- and I'm sure that like there's some crazy guy out there that also wants to kill Gwyneth Paltrow. But it's not sure. like there aren't like weird like militias that are like we're gonna imprison her. Yeah. And similarly, like her rabid fans, I feel like like Gwyneth has fewer like we probably if if someone took a poll we we are probably like the the same level of like Puma dead ender Hillary people yeah (laughs) I mean really like she can do no wrong any criticism of her I take personally I mean it's I've got it all I've got all the characteristics of whatever that thing was you said that I've never heard of before it's um part it was in 2008 when Obama was winning the primary it was it was all these like older white like second wave feminist Hillary people Mm -hmm. that formed an organization called party unity my ass oh I remember that I really hated her I mean I didn't hate her in 2008 but I was just like I actually didn't vote in that primary because I was like, there's no point. They're literally the same person. They're politically identical and I don't care who wins. Wow. In the you, primary. Were, um, you were right. <laughs> I was right. But then I like, but then when Obama won, I was like, that's probably for the best. And I was like, excited. Yeah. But, you know, they're all just rich people who want Netflix deals. I mean, Poor Hillary. At least Obama got a Netflix deal. Deal. Hillary got a Hulu deal. Well, she was never president. I guess not. If she wanted the Netflix deal, she should have worked harder in 2016. True. True. <laughs> um. Yeah. Not all blonde moguls can have a Netflix deal. Yeah. Unclear if uh, In Goop Health is coming back. Probably not. I don't know. Anyway. Anyway, I'm just rambling. Well, uh, I was the one who stopped you and okay. forced you to answer my question about who was more controversial, which oh. as soon as we started talking about it, it seemed incredible, seemed very obvious. The yeah. Okay. So as you all know, there was a Goop Cruise. They'd been building it up for years. I think because of the pandemic, they had been planning on doing this for like literally three or four years and it hadn't worked out until now. And mm-hmm. finally... 
and it all worked out for the best coinciding with Gwyneth's 50th birthday party her trip to Italy so she can make a um you know an appearance on the on the boat and the good journalists at the Daily Mail Mm. taking on the lamestream media they hired a correspondent named Jan Moyer unclear if she was a freelancer that pitched this or if she is a staff writer who knows I'm sure she's a staffer. I feel she like must be. I don't like, think you can pitch like send me on a cruise. <laughs> well, I think I think you would have to go on the cruise, pay for it out of pocket, and then write an article and be like, "Oh my god, I went on the scoop cruise." Do you want to? You know, I think you'd have to gamble. But then you'd like lose money. Sure, because like no one's paying thousands of dollars for an article. I mean, yeah, I th- I'm sure she's like a staffer. We're not in the you know '60s Tom Wolf new journalism era anymore unfortunately that's true um all right so and again i'm gonna try to read this as well as possible make okay it i'm gonna put myself on mute and listen well no i was gonna say too if you want to jump in and like take the reins and keep reading oh, it okay, i mean yeah. well send it to me send it to me <laughs> uh i haven't seen it or just google daily mail gwyneth goes cruising in italy for her birthday um and I have been reading a lot of Daily Mail since I have my since my um, Royals obsession. Oh sure, flared it's flared up. Almost. Wait, Gwyneth goes cruising in Italy for her birthday. Here I'll start, and then if you want to chime in, if do it. If you don't want to chime in, I don't mind. I'm a ham. I'll read the whole thing. Okay. Um. All right. I'm not going to do this in a British accent because that would just be painful for everyone. Uh. Honestly, it's like a goop miracle. It's a mirage in glorious Goopa vision right before our own, our very own eyes. Marking her 50th birthday in the way only she knows how, Gwyneth Paltrow comes on board the good ship Goop at Civitavecchia port near Rome. I'm sorry to interrupt your article reading. Sure. There are several daily mail. If you just Google Gwyneth Paltrow goes cruise in Italy. <laughs> sorry to cut it. There are several articles uh that pop up okay well it's jan moyer j-a-n-m-o-i-r oh yeah honestly it's like a group miracle that's okay 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 i'm ready i'm ready okay go ahead after being delayed by storms she is joining us goopies on day six of the inaugural nine-day goop at sea cruise in the mediterranean and her fans couldn't be more delighted Goop devotees on this cruise are understandably thrilled that their heroine has chosen to spend part of her 50th birthday celebrations here on board with them. Saluting the Goop brand, she started as a kitchen table blog and built it into a 220 million quid business. I'm happy to see you all. This is very thrilling, she says hoarsely, taking the seat on on a stage alongside anxiety expert Dr. Ellen Vorg. Gwyneth apologizes for losing her voice and wonders aloud if she should maybe stick an acupuncture needle in my throat. Instead, she takes unladylike swigs straight from a big bottle of ferocious looking black liquid and jokes about having a martini and a Xanax the night before. At least I think she is joking. No, I don't think she, I think she was like hungover. It's her fucking birthday. Yeah. Uh, 
tanned and wearing a gray trouser suit with white trainers. She has just turned 50, but still has that dazzling California girl smile along with her trademark blonde hair and that famously honed and toned body that looks good in nothing but gold paint. She introduces her best friend sitting in the audience who is crying, God knows why, perhaps just with simple goop joy. She knew me before I started my periods. Gwyneth croaks into the microphone, sounding exactly like Marge Simpson. Okay, who was this best friend? Uh, I think we know that. I think she posts about, she's like one of the girls from the Upper East Side oh, that she knows. I forget right. her name, but she's like her friend that she knows. Wow. She's the, um, you know, Elise before Elise. She's the Gail to. The, yeah, the Gail to. Gwyneth Oprah. Oprah. Amused, quirky, with that familiar edge of insouciant vulgarity, Gwyneth couldn't have been more on brand if she had lit one of her vagina candles and started handing out some of the jade eggs she once insisted women should wear internally to improve their orgasms and hormone levels. Okay, sorry. You are a fucking hack. I'm sorry, but like. I, she. I, they, I, I did, when are they going to improve the goop journalism? Out I there? wouldn't blame the writer. I think it's like they know what makes the clicks, the vagina candles, the jade eggs gives the clicks. If people Google vagina candles, they Google jade eggs. You need to have it in the article. If we wrote if an article, I, we have to I, add it somewhere. If I was commissioning a goop article, my I would have a rule and it would say you cannot mention jade eggs or vagina candles because there's and it's not because I'm trying to sweep it under the rug. It's because it's tired. And can you even explain to me what a jade egg is or what Gwyneth actually said about it? Because I know that they. Can I mean, help. I agree with you on principle, 100. percent But I mean, I hope that you're you would be happy with not being on the first page of Google search because that's where your article would land if you didn't add that. I story. don't think so. I genuinely do not think so. I don't think that people are still Googling jade eggs, vagina candles constantly. Like if people are reading about Gwyneth Paltrow, this is so low down in this article. I don't think that this is like, like an SEO thing. I, mean, I think it's just like a fucking, I just think it's like shitty writing. I don't know. I, I mean, I, again, I agree with you, but I also think it's like, you have to play the hits. Like, if, if I see, if any, if there's well, a comment. Well, when Brad Pitt and I saw Bob Dylan in concert, he didn't play any of his hits. Did he hit you? Did he choke you on a plane? I would. No, I'm on? sorry. No, he didn't. No. Whoa. Edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> Is this a Patreon? No. It's uh, free for everyone. Oh, well. Whatever. Um, it's all right. I mean, we know you're joking. And God bless those children. <laughs> I know. Those rich, tragic children. Oh, my God. Um. Anyway. So what I was saying, like, if you, if anyone tweets about Gwyneth Paltrow, if there's any article about Gwyneth Paltrow, all the comments, all the replies to the tweets by like locals, for lack of a better term, are literally all about jade eggs and vagina candles. That's all anyone knows about her. But if you're this far into an article about her 50th birthday party cruise, I mean, I think you have more than a passing interest. Yeah, no. I didn't even read this. <laughs> I mean, true. like, what? Okay. Okay. Yeah, no. Okay. So let, yeah, whatever. Okay. Hopefully, you know, starting now, let's put a moratorium on the jade egg. Except she's still I, I selling mean, those vagina start... candles. She's still selling those things. So what? Anyway, um, today's goopy topic, which she is discussing with Dr. Vorg, is perhaps e Wait, equal. Wait, it's Vora. Isn't it Vora with an A? 
I'm sorry I keep cutting you off as you're Wait, reading. No, no, no. Is it Vora? Oh, yeah. I'm maybe I have a learning disability. <laughs> Guys, I have adult <laughs> onset dyslexia. That's fair. Uh, you're absolutely right. Because you know what it is, is the spelling check, mm. spell check thing puts a red line under it because it's not a word. And it's like, I just assume it's the G is like cut off by the you cut and pasted it. Then yeah, I cut and paste it because I like to have all my things in one little notes app. So anyway. Organized. That's, you know, uh, a little behind the scenes Wow. <laughs> glimpse into my process. Um, Dr. Vorup, pardon me, is perhaps equally contentious. Practicing psychiatry in a holistic functional way where the whole person is taking into account. Dr. Vora all, often feels that blood, blood sugar levels and disrupted circadian rhythms can be at the root of anxiety problems affecting our mental health. But is feeling anxious really a mental health issue? Isn't it just a facet of human existence? No, you dumbass. I mean... Oh, sorry. Is that what Dr. Vora was saying or the writer? Dr. Vora and Gwyneth. Think not. They think it's a mental health issue. Of course. Of, is writer, anxiety a mental health issue? The, well, I think, I don't know. I Well, ex- okay. Real, real crippling anxiety obviously is a mental health issue, but the everyday feeling anxious, because she's not talking about diagnosed anxiety. She just says, is feeling anxious really a mental health issue? And okay, I feel like that enough. is. But this also says, I don't know, because she says, she says blood sugar levels of disruption and the whatever them are a. At the root of anxiety problems. So anxiety problems is not the same thing as just a passing feeling of anxiety. If it's, if right. you have anxiety problems, you don't have, you're not feeling anxious as like but, a normal part of your day. But I think, I mean, and I guess Dr. Vora would disagree with this, but I feel like anything that is derived from your like dropping blood sugar anxiety wise is probably something that could literally just be fixed by having a cookie or whatever and like isn't yeah. diagnosable anxiety and again we're not psychiatrists dr vora is so anyway okay they are the kind of first world women who are terrified of negativity and cashmere shortages the doctor advocates blue light spectacles and a spoon of almond butter to reset the balance actually that sounds pretty good that, like, remember- yeah i know this is pissing. I'm sorry. Like what year did she write that? Like, this feels like it was written like 10 years ago or five, or I don't know. I don't even know how time works anymore. (laughs) It just feels so dated. It just like, what's the, like, can you seriously churn out the same exact article every single time well, Gwyneth Paltrow does anything? Wait a I sec, because I have to stick up for this article. Later, she gets into some details about the cruise that I think is like good new information. Okay, I, okay. I, I'm I sorry. Understand I keep cutting, I keep cutting the, you off. The framing of Gwyneth as this person is old hat for people like us. I totally get that. And people like everyone. I mean, like, mm. okay. Anyway, going on. Please remember that next time you or one of your friends is having a psychotic breakdown. See, I think that's funny. I don't. Have... Give your friend a spoonful of almond butter. She's having a psychotic rate. Like, come on. It's funny. Gwyneth admits that both she and her daughter, Apple, suffer from anxiety, which she believes is just trauma that hasn't been properly processed or expressed. Each cruise member has, okay, here's where we get into the nitty gritty. Each cruise member has paid upwards of 1,500 quid to plunge ourselves into the cult of goop. Everybody claps at this nugget of wisdom. That's funny that they clapped at the price that they paid. Not not for the first time on this wellness cruise, I find myself feeling far from well indeed. And it's not just the churning sea that is to blame. Maybe, you know what, Agnes? Maybe I like hacky writing. Okay, I'll admit it. Fair I enough. like hacky writing. Okay. 
What do you have to know about the Goop Cruise that it is really isn't really a Goop Cruise at all? I hate to speak of dairy products because any goopy worth her low sodium salt is proudly lacto intolerant. But here we are merely a thin blue vein in the rich cheese of cruisers. So here's where she gets in the details. We are a fragmented band of four dozen or so goopies, mostly Americans scattered on board with Celebrity Beyond, a brand new 140,000 ton 17 deck mega cruise ship containing 2,100 other passengers on this trip but with a capacity to carry 3,000. So 3,000 capacity, one third of that is empty. And then the goop people are four dozen, which is, what is that? 48 people. So there's 48 people. And I'm sure half of them are quote unquote journalists paid for. So it's about probably about 20 people in the whole world paid for this goop cruise. Okay. Nine goop straff nine goop staffers have been flown in from los angeles and new york to look after us and facilitate this goop at sea endeavor they are mostly young blonde women who wear all goop branded caps with matching goop sweatshirts and they are friendly but not that friendly there is something glassy about their manner and the goop vibe i get is that they are rather more thrilled to be with each other than they are to be with us well i'm 100 percent sure of that that they're of like of course oh. have you ever had a whatever me and my friends who I work with get to go on a free cruise. Oh, we have to talk to these fucking lunatics who paid $2,000. Yeah. Like, of course. I don't blame more, them. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's like a silly observation, but fine. I can already tell you, this is a super special group. We are really, really, really looking forward to spending this time with you. Says Goop Kiki on day one with all the sincerity of a speaking clock. I barely glimpse at her again for the rest of the cruise. Uh, each of us have paid upwards of 1500 pounds to plunge ourselves into the cult of goop. And soon we are creaking with vitamins and goop vibes. Each day we drink our goop glow juice and eat our goop approved meatless burgers. At lunch, we choke down our daily, our daily goop smoothie, a vivid green brew made with kale, mango, parsley, celery, and something called spirulina, a type of algae. Okay. This person has to know what spirulina is. Obviously is she 90s. doesn't. She's not the one to be covering this shit. If you don't know what spirulina is, she, I think this get is off a character. Boat. This is a character she's playing. No one in 2022 could she's, not know what spirulina and is. She's English. Oh, she's, and also, oh. I'm sorry, but like, doesn't his majesty like that, that shit. Remember he was like the king yeah, of before he was the king of England. He was the king of homeopathic remedies totally. and he like had a business about it. Like he had, I don't know. And that's why like all that shit you can get at the, in, in the NHS is like all approved because Charles liked it. Yeah. And um, I mean, also like, I feel like in Europe in, well, I haven't spent much time in England, but I know in France too, like in all the pharmacies, there's just like big homeopathy sections. Yeah. Um, which, you know, I don't I mean, really spirulina isn't homeopathic, no. but still it's like, literally... I mean, yeah. it's not like, it's not like they've never heard of any wellness stuff. I mean, in England. you could put spirulina in a Jamba juice in the nineties. Yes. Like this is not a new thing. No. Anyway. Uh, okay. We attend our goop classes like good goop girls and boys in one of these goop astrological psychiatrist, Dr. Jennifer freed. Okay. So they got an A-lister. They got an A-lister on here. Huge one. Yeah. Asks if we are ready to make an emotional breakthrough. And we had, and we nod eagerly as ready as cosmic kamikaze pilots riding the divine wind of goop. Okay. Honestly, to me, a session with Jennifer Freed it, to, to like laugh in the face of that opportunity is genuinely upsetting to me. Like I would That's kill true. to 
be to like be at a lecture with Jennifer free. Cause she's not taking uh, new clients. Did you listen to her on the podcast this week? I did not. <laughs> um, cause she basically brags. She's like, Oh, I don't really have room for anyone new in my life, either personally course, or I mean, professionally. She, she's too big. She's yeah. too, I wouldn't expect that. I mean, the most, I, I mean, it would be like saying that, like, you think like Ram Doss is going to be mm. your marriage counselor. Like, I know she's not who's, I think he's dead, but like, I mean, like in the seventies, like, I know she's not going to take me on as a client, but I would just like to go to a, um, you know, a, a whatever, lecture, a, a session, conference, yeah. a lecture. Yeah. In one workshop, she hands out tarot cards and asks us to describe the image on the card. I got death, says Casey from New Jersey. And what do you see in that? Asks Dr. Freed. That the old me should die, she, she, she suggests tentatively. Bravo, cries the doctor. Michael, a retired consultant from San Diego, gets the sun card. I see a young woman riding a ram, he says. Well, I think to myself, I bet you do. Dr. Freed advises him to take a horse vacation. Or was it a horse on vacation? I don't know. To be honest, there are many such moments when I struggle to understand what the goop, what the goop is going on, such as our lesson in the art of single nostril. Oh, here's another thing that I cannot believe she doesn't know about this yeah. art of single nostril breathing given when we are docked in Marseille. Goopies are instructed to place a finger over their left nostril like so and breathe through the right one only. For what purpose? It is never explained. It's like literally, have you ever, you've not taken one yoga never class in your entire taken, life? I guess not. Like, I just don't understand. I mean, whatever. Yeah. Um, but I dutifully honk away like a mono. I mean, maybe it is just a British culture thing. Like these people just don't, they're just eating their, you know, fried fish with their tacos, mushy peas, their tacos. Oh, I'm so <laughs> excited for this Mexican. Great I know. I can't episode. wait. It's tonight. Oh my God. I'm so excited. Um, the goop at sea itinerary is not what you would call packed. There are two talks, two exercise classes, a free spa visit, and one free massage. Honestly, that's all I would that's want for nice. a week-long cruise. I want some free time. I don't need a fucking, you know, college-level class. No. You want to have some time to walk around, to, like, sit on the deck. To, yeah, chill. Know, have a and drink. this cruise is one of those ones that has, like, it's like a port of call pretty much every day. So, like, you're, you're in a new city almost every day. So there's, a, there's not that much time on the ship. <sighs> A mini massage, a goop called, I like how she just calls the employees goop as in a proper noun. And also yeah. the customers are also just goops. <laughs> Everyone is a goop. Okay. A mini massage, a goop called Elizabeth keeps insisting, terrified that we might all get too excited. In, a, in addition to, wait, in addition, we get a goop baseball cap, a pair of goop plastic pool slides, and a goop at sea beach bag. Is that it? Our truffle hunting on short trip to Tuscany has been canceled due to the bad weather. I mean, I'm sorry, but like this, the, are you seriously complaining about this? Like, what the fuck? I mean, that's her job. I mean, why is she acting like this is like torture? <laughs> I just don't understand. Yeah. I mean, or like it's the dumbest thing in the world. Like don't no one is holding a gun to your head no. and saying you have to go fucking truffle hunting in tuscany with gwyneth paltrow that's like a fucking that you don't like doing that's not that didn't make you happy that you got to do this okay whatever i, it feels very I entitled still to me. yeah i still sort of think that this might be a little bit of a character because this is you have to this is the daily mail which is like a very conservative leaning i i believe oh, that I their know. their audience is more sort of like 
you know, working class. Like these are, it's not the intelligentsia of London that are, it is reading this. This is like, that's true. That's true. That's true. And it's, yeah. I mean, most of their, I think most of their content is just about like how much they hate Meghan Markle. Yeah. Cause they love the queen. They hate Meghan Markle. They're like completely racist and xenophobic and they're like, yeah, they're like, you know, it's the equivalent of like red staters or, you know, the New York post or whatever. Anyway. Um, Unfortunately, yeah, the truffle hunting was canceled, um, but they're compensated with a $250 voucher. This one's not in quids. Okay. $250 voucher to spend on board. In the meantime, all we can do is try to console ourselves with a distressingly small haul of Goop Beauty freebies, sample sizes of Goop Glow Lotion and Goop Glow Exfoliator. See that? I I would be pissed off if I got a sample size. A sample size. I know. Along with a Goop Jeans lip balm. Like they should give you some full size stuff. Full size. Come on, guys. What is the gift in this for me is one of the questions Dr. Freed says we must constantly ask ourselves. What a funny coincidence, because this is exactly what I think when I get my goop goodie bag. Okay. On the night of the storm, when the celebrity beyond bounces around queasily in the rolling sea, a fellow goopy called Arena from St. Petersburg in Russia feels extra super terrible because she just had acupuncture. It was like, woo woo, you know, sorry, I can't do a Russian accent. She says, and do I know? My kale smoothie nearly comes back up the way it went down, which would have been a disaster on the tastefully grayish furnishings in my Kelly Hoppin designed cabin. To distract myself, I goop exfoliate my skin, then apply the goop lotion. And you know what? The next morning, my complexion looks and feels fantastic. Yeah, I could have told you that. That's the thing. You can be as cynical as you like, but sometimes it is impossible to fault the sheer quality of the goop offering. That's the thing. Even their biggest haters agree. Their products are really good. No one can doubt that goop glow line and the exfoliate. I mean, I guess is that she got the like microderm abrasion, like Uh, peel, like I think so. Yeah. 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 Cause that, that shit works. It's really good. Perhaps we should expect nothing less from a premium brand cultivated by a multi-mansioned Hollywood princess who has lived a life of untrammeled luxury and five-ply, 500-thread count comfort since the day she was born. There's so much that is good about Gwyneth, but sometimes she cannot see past the gilded barriers of her own vast privilege. On stage, she tells the story of how she was so proud of her daughter, Apple, who learned to deal with her anxiety and set boundaries when she was only 10 years old. This woman came over to the house who does our acupuncture and massage. And Apple said to her, I really don't like my collarbones to be touched. And I don't want cream on my feet. And I was so proud of her. She was comfortable enough to say what she wanted. I could never have done that at her age. Yet, this is just one reason why so many are fascinated by Gwyneth's goop recommendations and choices. Because she is a high maintenance elite who is used to nothing but the best. I mean, sort of true. I long to tell this to Gwyneth myself and let her see I would love for this woman to actually talk to Gwyneth. I long to tell this to Gwyneth myself and let her see the fresh new Jan glow. Oh, Jan, because her name is Jan. The fresh new Jan glow up close because by God, she deserves a treat. And it would be my special birthday present. Scary. I get, yeah, some woman named Jan just like screams at you about how good her skin looks. Yeah. Um, since we sailed from Barcelona last Saturday, much Gwyn info has filtered through the onboard goop vine. We know she painted herself gold to celebrate her 50th birthday on Tuesday, and we would expect nothing less. We know she also published a 1,200-word essay to mark her half-century in which she laments and celebrates the passage of time in equal measure. 
I have more days in the basket under my arm than I do in the field before me, she writes, but notes that the essence of the essence of life is getting sweeter. Her new mantra, I accept my humanity. Honestly, Gwyneth and this woman have a similar writing style. Fair enough. They like lots of adjectives and flowery phrases. Mm. those who us who also subscribe to her this and that newsletter get a so this woman subscribed to this and that right she's faking you're right she's faking get a further update Gwyneth has succumbed to another of the illnesses that only Gwyneth seems to get I went on a little bit of an investigative journey with my doctors and uncovered some underlying health and issues like mold I needed to get serious about my gut health she burbles accordingly she has replaced her evening glass of wine with a cup of bone broth who the hell gets mold apart from cheeses and shower curtains only very, very special people like Gwyneth is the answer. I mean, I don't know. If only I could accept my humanity as profoundly as she does, perhaps I would get mold too. I think about this at one of the Goop cocktail parties where Cosmopolitans and Apple Martinis are served. Apple and we, Martinis? I mean, they don't, I guess they don't. Cosmopolitans and Apple Martinis? They don't abbreviate cocktails in Britain or in on the cruise. I mean, co- the 90s cocktails are back, guys. They're as trendy as ever. Okay. Uh, and we eat tiny snacks with tiny wooden forks, both quite possibly supplied by the company who do the catering for all the Sylvanian families' house parties. I don't know that reference. Mm-hmm. Goop Kiki introduces us to the celebrity fitness instructor Isaac Boots, a former Broadway dancer whose torched routines on Instagram did for America what Joe Wicks did for Britain during the lockdown. I don't know what any of that. <laughs> I mean, I've heard of Isaac Boots. I think he was, yeah. I he's think like I've a of... fitness influencer guy. Okay. Isaac has been flown out here first class from New York with his six, four inch ballet dancer husband, Jeffrey, known as Jeffrida, and his miniature poodle Davis, named after Betty. Davis is an ex-service dog with special exemptions to travel internationally and carries his doggy passport and papers and a little Prada knapsack on his back. So I feel like this is also a thing that like in America is like not a big deal, but in Britain, people are probably like, I think it's, I mean, I don't know. They have rich people there too. Yeah, that's true. If he's not coming, I'm not coming. Isaac tells me his class is a scream. The highlight of my cruise. Jeffrida demonstrates the moves at the front of the class, his giant dancer legs looking as if they were sculpted by Bernini. When we do the downward dog, so does Davis, as Isaac keeps up a little stream of encouraging patter. Squeeze that ass. Do it for Brittany, he cries. After this, your ass will look a little higher, a little tighter, a little more, shall we say, goopified. Let's hear it for goop. We all cheer. When I think about Isaac, I think the economics of this cruise don't make any sense. True. On board the ship, the Goop girls have been offering passengers spare places on the Goop at Sea program for 690 pounds. If that's what it costs, more or less, our collective contributions wouldn't cover the airfares of the doctors, the dogs, the Goops, and the specialists they have flown in to take part. Yeah, the, the fucking celebrity cruise is obviously paying up for the shit. Instead of a nourishing goop experience. It feels like we are caught in some goop corporate positioning exercise or providing content for their goop channels or barely, merely being used as fodder in a campaign to help encourage younger cruisers to come on board the celebrity cruise brand. It is certainly not about us. Many of the goopies I speak to are disenchanted with the lack of organization. It should be called goop all at sea, said one. Oh, I guess that's a joke. And even okay. disappointed with the celebrity appearance of St. Gwyneth, the high priestess of Goop herself. Sure. Not because, not just because the celebrity cruise's well-being advisor, as she is known in these parts, is under par, 
croaky and beset by heaven knows how much fashionable mold. It is more that we goopies have already had a session with Dr. Vora, who's where exactly these same topics were discussed. Then we had an unforgettable contribution from Melita, a stunning goopy who now lives in Toronto, but grew up in the former Yugoslavia during the Bosnian War and who manages who managed to escape the siege of Sarajevo. You think this is anxiety, she told the goop group, who were lightly muttering about being worthy and the parenting issues that were making them anxious. How do you think it feels when someone is trying to shoot you? I mean, true. I mean. Yeah, I mean, she's yeah. not wrong, but like, are you always going to bring up your childhood trauma? Melita? Well, I mean, let's see. I don't. I, I guess I just don't really understand like what her. I guess I don't understand. I think she was trying to make a joke, a dark joke. Okay. Cause like she knows, I mean, she's on the goop cruise too. Like she knows how ridiculous, like she's having fun. And I guess it's just like, Oh, where'd you grow up? Bosnia. And then if, if you say you grew up in Bosnia, then it's like, you know what, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't really, it's not like she's like, you know, talking about her trauma all day, but it, I think that would actually come up in normal conversation. Mm. I wish Gwyneth had heard this, something real to think about instead of mold and foot cream and the new 6,000 pound Tiffany bangle she loves too much. But after less than an hour, she was gone, escaping up a staircase to avoid having any real contact with her goopy disciples back on shore before we knew it. That was pretty horrible, said Daisy from Chicago, and I had to agree, but at least Goop got it all on film for their website. That night, our Goop ship sailed onward beating against the waves in the endless voyage for excellence and a perfect complexion. Ahoy there, hip mates. I'm halfway there already. I don't really understand the end of this. I thing. don't understand that either. I So I feel like this was like a wasted opportunity. I think that um, the most interesting thing about it was when she talked about the like space between the goop people and the, like the people from the company and the people who paid to be a part of the experience and like what they were expecting versus what they got. And yeah. I mean, I think it would be interesting to examine like, you know, access and acceptance and like privilege and like what like what can you like how much privilege can you actually buy or like if you're spending that amount of money like what do what do these women think that they're going to get out of it you know because like I can understand spending all this money and thinking okay if I do this I'm going to be like Gwyneth Paltrow I'm going to have the this is what Gwyneth Paltrow does but the, these people these people who are on the celebrity cruise who seem like relatively sophisticated people they're not delusional to think oh they know that going in you know what I mean like they they know they they don't have any illusions that this is what Gwyneth Pal this is what a vacation you know, a, a Gwyneth Paltrow vacation would be like, they know, I, I guess it just seems like one of her major complaints that like Gwyneth Paltrow didn't actually hang out with her. <laughs> yeah. And again, I think, I mean, it does seem like maybe she was cherry picking the quotes from the attendees of them sort of complaining about certain things, but like anyone, I mean, anyone who does any of these like themed cruises understands that it's, you're paying like a little bit of a premium to have a few like goodies, but you're not, you're not going to actually like live the life of these celebrities or, or like actually like become friends, friends with them. With them. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I feel like we've all paid to go to like 
concerts and stuff or like be like in the presence of famous people for like in different ways. And it doesn't mean that you are entitled to their time or that they're going to see you as like being on their level. Like you're paying for access to them. So that doesn't, I mean, yeah, it's a, it's a transaction like any, like, yeah. Like going to, you know, comic con or drag con or yeah. Like you said, going to a concert, uh, like they're not actually there to be your friend. They're there to like take a picture and shake your hand and you get a little thrill and that's yeah, it. Yeah. Uh, but I, I, I do think that this writer was, was slanting this article to make it seem like everyone was really disappointed when I really do think that these people by and large knew exactly what they were getting into, which is like, Oh my God, we're taking a cruise. Oh, wouldn't this be so fun to like, have to do a goop cruise i mean it seems like the people who didn't sign up who just like went on the cruise and then paid the extra like six hundred dollars to get the goop like upgrade that seems like the way to do it i mean i guess there was no guarantee that they were going to get that yeah well i'm sure that that they were paying about the same amount like i because i think the the premium to buying it in advance was about was like about the same price. Oh, I see. I think they were just seeing if they wanted to get upgraded. But like it does I mean aside from the like classes and the gift bags, you're having the exact same experience on the cruise as everyone else. Like yeah. even um that comedian Michelle Collins who was um tweeting all week about being on the Goop cruise, she admitted after the fact that she didn't pay the extra price to she was just literally on that cruise ship. Like she didn't pay to be on the the quote unquote Goop cruise. Interesting. And I mean, if you're, yeah, if you're going to get one hour with Gwyneth, I mean, that's the main, but like that would, well, for us, that would be like completely humiliating and I never would want to do that. Getting (laughs) an hour with Gwyneth? Yeah. Oh, I would. (laughs) Really? Yeah. Oh my God. I would feel like she must think, if she even knows who we are, which I have no idea if she Definitely. does or not. There's no way at home. Um, I feel like she'd be like, wait, what are you doing? You do this every week? And she yeah, just- but I wouldn't tell her about that. I would just be like, what do you think I should do with my hair? Like, what oh, do you think? Sure. I mean, if I could just like ask her anything, I would be like, what should I, yeah. how should I dress? Like, and where she'd, should be I- so, she'd be so uninterested in us that she wouldn't even bother to like Google us. No, <laughs> so I she guess she would Google. never know. I see. I'm imagining a, like a situation where I paid a, a, some amount of money and I get to talk to Gwyneth Paltrow for an hour about whatever I want. Okay. So like a therapy session with Gwyneth, but I don't think that they even got that because they got, no, they was, definitely didn't no. get that. No. But I mean, I feel like it would just be like a meet and greet. Yeah. I would never go to a thing where I'm like standing next. I just don't want my picture taken next to Gwyneth Paltrow. Why would I do that to myself? I've never I don't really understand the impulse of doing any of those like celebrity meet and greets. I never. It's so embarrassing. I went to one. Brian and I went to like a horror movie, like okay. a convention thing one time at like in Pasadena. And it was like fun because they had like stall, you know, you could like go and like buy, like they just had like masks and shirts and like props and stuff you could like buy. I mean, I didn't get anything. And then like everyone from Scream was there doing these like meet and greet things and all of these people lined up to go and like get their stuff signed. And I like definitely wanted to like walk by and like see or like yeah, yeah. get everyone because it was like, you know, Skeet Ulrich and um 
Matthew Lillard, like all of the, oh, wow. you know, yeah. everyone from Scream and Jamie Kennedy, the whole crew. And I was like, everyone except for Nev Campbell. Uh, oh, no, Nev Campbell was there, I think. Wow. Courtney I Cox, remember. I'm sure, wasn't. Courtney Cox wasn't. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, I was so I like I was like, OK, but I was like, there's no way in fucking hell I would stand online to get for like half an hour with like some like whatever these people have a poster and like get them to sign it and take a picture with them like I would just never do that I just I don't know I don't get it I don't get it yeah never do it it's very strange um and I am like definitely like a fan of people but it it just the the interaction in your head of being a fan of someone is like so self-contained and it's just like you can sort of do with it what you will. I don't know. Like the, but an actual fan slash celebrity interaction in real life is, I can't imagine it being anything else but completely awkward for both parties and disappointing. Well, I mean, in that, like in that setting, I mean, they're working and I just don't ever want to be a part of someone's like, work day like a thing that you have to do to like get your check or whatever like I don't want to be the thing you have to endure to make money I don't care I mean like I'll see your movies but I'm not gonna like stand online so like because I I I know they just want it to be over like I don't want to I like value myself more than that well I do think there are some celebrities some actors that really get a thrill out of meeting their fans they get probably an unhealthy amount of their self-worth from that's the, probably true. so I, I think there are especially if you like were in not necessarily the scream people but like a lot of those horror or sci-fi people that you have like one big part from you know 30 years ago and there are a ton of people who are able to like make a full yeah. like living because they were on like one episode yeah. of star trek or something and they can just like go to conventions forever i always think of the the willy wonka kids like that's yeah. all that's all they do and like i'm sure it's not the most like glamorous life but like compared with having to like just work a job and stuff it's oh it's like way better than pretty, that pretty cool yeah yeah I don't know I yeah it's that and also like I just don't really see like I just don't really see the point because I feel like they would just I mean I wanted to walk by and see them I did like I'll be honest like sure. I wanted to see Skeet Ulrich in real life even though I had seen him one time before sitting in a bar by himself but I, I mean, I get like, I definitely get excited if I like see a famous person like out and about, but mm-hmm. I know like the interaction is going to be so superficial. They don't give a shit about me at all. They'll I mean, hopefully forget about me immediately. And like, I just don't like, I just don't, I do not under, I don't see the point unless you have something and you're like an eBay person and you're like, oh, if they all sign this, I can sell it. Sure. Then it's just a business transaction to sure. two capitalists making yeah. money. Yeah, just an exchange. <laughs> exchange of two goods and services. Yeah. Uh yeah, but that I mean that's basically this is the sort of upscale version of a fan convention. And it's all oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, but I mean, you still get to go on a cruise. So like that's I mean, that's it's a fun. lot nicer than that. Yeah. And like if I was to I mean, I'm not a big cruise person, but if I was to want to go on a cruise this mediterranean cruise would be like top of the list it sounds well cool. yeah this i mean i think I, i've never been on a cruise but i would go on this yeah. um well maybe next year 
Probably not. Probably not. <laughs> Unless some rich patron wants to pay us. I know. Or, uh, you know, some, if any, you know, magazine editors are listening. And are like interested in what we have to say about the Goob Cruise. Yeah, we'll do it for um, a low, low We'll do price. it for, we won't, we'll, you don't have to pay us. We'll just go on the cruise. Yeah, pay for the cruise. Yep. Yeah, that's, that's fair. Yeah, totally. Uh, Okie doke. I think we've spent, we need to move on to the newsletters. Yeah, we have to move on to these newsletters. So long. So any other news? We're not going to talk about it right now. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Yeah, no time. No. Um, okay. What was your best of the week? Um, Jennifer Freed's How to Know If Your New Relationship Will Work Astrologically. Oh, yes. So I'm a big Freed fan in general. Did I read this entire article? Not really. But at the bottom, it has this chart. It's like the elements of dating. So this also, wait, was this old? No, I don't think so. Because this, no, this is her new book. Yeah. So, um, this is 
her new book about the elements of like, you know, I think, but we did talk about this already. Like, yeah, yeah, no, the book is, like, there's been a rollout for the book for the past few weeks. And, um, this, this little chart, basically you, whatever sort of element your astrological sign is paired with your partner's sign, there's a little chart that tells you sort of the pros and cons of this type of relationship. Yeah. She's doing a talk with Gwyneth on October 11th. Um, they're going to talk about the elements, self-inquiry and all things, psychological astrology. But I don't know. I feel like paying $30 to, for like a zoom seems too much. Oh, it's online. It's not even like a convention thing. That's what I think. Oh, fuck that. But Come anyway, on, we need to be back in person. I know. Like I re- I still remember our trip to the Marianne convention was like was so fun. That was, was so free. fun. That, and that it? was free. Well, yeah, because it was like a well, she was running for president. <laughs> it was like a campaign. I think you could like donate to her campaign. Yeah. Oh, and I we I bought did. shirts. <laughs> I guess I gave I must have given. Oh, yeah. I guess my I donation like was like 25 bucks and bought a shirt. Where is my Marianne t-shirt? I haven't it must be at the bottom of my drawer. I haven't seen it in a while. I know. I love my Marianne shirt. Although I'm afraid to wear it around Sherman Oaks. I don't want someone to say anything to me. Oh, I wear it. I like wearing it outside because I. it's like 90% of the people don't know what it is or don't look at it. And then every once in a while, I'll get a positive. I've never gotten a negative comment, but I've gotten a few positive comments of like, I supported Marianne too. Like quiet. Like she's Really? Like, oh, yeah, yeah. God. That's my dream. I really mm-hmm. want to meet fellow Marianne supporters. She was, I supported her. I supported her too. Okay. Um, um, she wouldn't be right. caught dead being gutsy on Hulu. <laughs> Actually, she probably would love she would the do, money. She would do whatever. Yeah. Okay. So wait, um, so what's your, so what so is then at your the element bottom, and what's Brian's element? Yeah. So there's an elements in relationship cheat sheet. So I had to Google it. Brian's a Scorpio. That's air. Mm-hmm. And I, no, that's water. And I'm an Aquarius and that's air. All right. So air and water. So the pros for air and water, highly sensitive and nurturing conversations, objectively, objectivity about difficult situations or disagreements. I kind of disagree with the highly sensitive and nurturing conversations, to be honest. I don't know if that's really me and Brian. Okay. Um, And then remote and arrogant these are the cons remote and arrogant about sensitive topics that's definitely true emotionally dr- emotionality drowns out reason i don't know if that part is true about us yeah i feel like you guys have a pretty like balance i mean looking from the outside in a pretty like balanced reasonable re- like i don't hear about you guys like having crazy fights or whatever you know what i mean no we really never fight but yeah. um but we definitely can be like i think we both could be like arrogant yeah, as- yeah, yeah. especially like with each other like about the things that we think are like stupid that the other one is. Bringing. Yeah. Cause you, you guys both are, you know, highly intelligent people and really passionate about your interests, but sometimes yeah. your interests don't overlap all the time. They certainly do not. <laughs> so I could see how that could happen. And it's yeah. sort, of, sort of similar with John and I, like we have a lot of stuff like interest wise that overlaps, but then there's certain things that absolutely do not. Yeah. And I could see, yeah. So, so I'm an earth sign Capricorn and John is also a water sign like Brian. He's um, a cancer. Okay. So, so ours pros are pro. We only have one pro. <laughs> Our pros luscious emotional connection and understanding. Um, I do think, I do think we have a great emotional connection and I think we do understand each other for the most part. I think that that's true. 
Um, mm-hmm. And then the, the cons are unclear, confusing communication. Mm-hmm. That is true. I think sometimes uh, neither of us like to communicate when we're having like difficult emotions or we're feeling, I don't know, we're feeling not heard by the other person. I think sometimes like we'll just sort of sulk instead of talking through it. Yeah. And then slippery boundaries and undependable words. Mm. I honestly don't really know what that means. I don't really know what that means either. I mean, I guess it means like if you set a boundary, you might not stick to, to it. But I feel like if you're like married, it's like, well, yeah, like. Yeah, boundaries. I mean, there's certain boundaries, I guess. I wouldn't like, like walk in the bathroom when he's taking a shit or something. I don't know what, like, a, you know what I mean? Like there's certain things. Undependable. Yeah, I don't know what that means. (laughs) Undependable words. Like, oh, maybe we say that we're going to do something and then we don't do it. I think we're both. That means. Yeah, I think we're both pretty good about like sticking to if we, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. You're pretty good at sticking. I mean, from my relationship with you, I think you're pretty good at sticking to. Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty like, I mean, I have many faults, but I feel like I'm pretty like dependable. You're a very dependable person. You're a Capricorn. I'm a Capricorn. What? Yeah. I'm an earth sign. I'm like, that's like, yeah, I'm just sort of like trudging along. Okay. Let's look at ours together. Oh, right. I didn't even think about it. So we're okay. earth and air, earth and air. So pros are anchored imagination. Ooh, sure. Okay. Plan frivolity and romance. I mean, every every Friday, 10 a.m. Plan frivolity. And we also occasionally will be like, do you want to like eat everything on the goop menu? Yeah, we'll Which go I on, we'll is... go on dates occasionally for sure. For sure. Okay. And then the cons bursting the balloons of fun with overly critical comments. I don't think we do that. I don't think that's too bad. Over talking. <laughs> well, that's something that you guys need to judge. <laughs> that's obviously true. And unrealistic expectations, definitely. Oh yeah, that yeah. this is going to be the biggest podcast in the world. We've had we've had our. I mean, I feel like at this point we've both been ground to the <laughs> dirt, but like we definitely started out more idealistic. Well, sure, but that's. I mean, that's everybody, everyone, in yeah, in this town, in this crazy town. Um, but yeah, I don't think that that's not true. Of, well, the one thing that I like bursting the balloons of. I really, I don't think that we burst each other's balloons of fun. I mean, I think that like the balloons of fun are always inflated around here, to be yeah. honest. I mean I mean if we weren't if we weren't having balloons of fun, we wouldn't keep doing this. We wouldn't be doing it. But I do think that this is more for like partners Roman. than like yeah, yeah. podcast comes. <laughs> but, you know. Um so yeah this is actually the thing I would buy because I this was actually the first thing that Jennifer Freed has published that actually felt useful. And I was like, Oh, I want to read more. So I was like, Oh, maybe I should get this book. I mean, I just love her. I don't know. I think that the combination is just so smart. You need to listen to her and Gwyneth on the pod this week. It was actually pretty good. Yeah. Maybe. I I mean, it kept on starting. Oh, she was also on Elise's podcast. (gasps) Oh, she's double dipping. I know Elise is going after all of Gwyneth's. um... She was on. I mean, cause I could see, I mean, they're not, there's not like a, well, they probably knew each other from yeah from the, before. And I'm sure but, there's not like a clause in their contract that says like you can't. I mean, like, not for ex- a podcast. Not a, yeah, yeah. And I mean, I'm sure just she's hawking her book, so she's going to be on you know every she's single. Going to go on whatever. Yeah. But I didn't listen to that either. I kept starting and I kept being like, oh, Elise, I can't. I like subscribe to her podcast and then never listen to it. I, I don't even subscribe to Elise's. I probably should. But the Gwyneth one, I do try to listen to the ones that Gwyneth herself hosts. Uh, sometimes I can't 
when it's like her crazy doctor people i can't like listen to those uh, but this one was good. I mean, it was very what you would expect, like Gwyneth being really impressed with Jennifer and Jennifer being like impressed with herself. Um, yeah, I, I'm going to give it a listen. I mean, I'm a huge fan of Jennifer Freed, but this is all basically just from like skimming or goop articles yeah. over the years <laughs> and not really definitely never having read a book. And um maybe having listened to like one podcast but probably not she definitely talks a lot about her you know like I think we've talked about this in the past like her boundaries of like well if I you know I don't have time for like you know being with my friend or I I don't have time to make a new friend or um you know I need you to like leave my house at 9 p.m at a party so I'm just going to be really honest and tell it like it is and it's that thing of like I understand like women especially have been conditioned to like not say what they want. So this is like probably good in some respects, but it does feel to me. And I don't know, sometimes it comes across as rude, which I guess it shouldn't, but she, she definitely falls into that. Like, well, I'm just going to say it like it is. I mean, I think that there is something that with this boundary shit is completely out of control, I think. And like, I do think men have this ability where like, I feel like if I'm at a man's house and he wants to go to bed and he wants me to leave, I mean, I don't know, but I feel like he would just be like, I'm going to go to bed. I'm tired. Let me like, good night. And yeah, I've I would definitely be like, done oh, that I go. before. Like, not that we have like people over all the time, but I, I would just never feel uncomfortable in my own house being like, oh yeah, you know, I'm tired. I think I'm going to go to bed. Yeah. And I would be like, and because men are capable of just like communicating their feeling. I mean, I mean, that's not true. What am I saying? They're, it, they're it depends wants. on, it depends it's on not the, their feelings. Their it's, okay, yeah. it's what they want. They can communicate that. And women can't access what they want, much less communicate it. So women, I, I mean, I don't know. I'm being like very like um, sexist, I guess, right now. I'm like, whatever. But just generally, I feel like we need all of this boundary shit because we don't know how to just say like, I don't think we even fully are aware of what we want all the time. Um, and then, I mean, mostly because of like social conditioning. And then when we realize we do want something, I feel like we're immediately on the defensive about it. So mm-hmm. like, there's no normal way to just say like, oh, I think I'm going to go to bed. Um, because, well, a lot of the time, like people won't, if we say that people won't like a man might not give a shit if we're like, mm. I want to go to bed right now. Like a man might be like, well, I want to stay up like drinking with you or whatever. Um, or I feel like we're like, I don't know, like playing out these dramas in our head before any of it even happens. I feel like a lot of this boundary stuff is also with like mother-in-laws. It's not really, or mothers-in-law. It's not really with like men. Yeah. Or it's like, uh, I mean, with Jennifer was talking about like women, she would meet, who become like obsessed with her and want to be her friend. Oh my God. Like me. Yeah. And, and so she has to say, you know what? I actually don't really even have enough time for my existing friends. So I really don't have uh, the time or energy to take on any new acquaintances right now. I mean, that's an incredibly rude. It's so horrible. Cause all you have to do is be like, Oh my God, I'm so busy. And maybe if they're a little bit like socially awkward, they would ask you like two or three times to hang out. And then after that, they would stop asking you to hang out and you, all you have to do is I'm busy, I'm busy, I'm busy. And then you're done. Yeah. I mean, like, this is something that everybody goes through. Also, it's, I just think it's weird to have a rule. Like I don't have time for any new friends. Like 
if you're too busy, you're too busy. Like that's just, that's just the reality of the situation, but like making a rule in your head, like I will not become friends with anyone because I am busy. seems like a weird extra step. Like, are you too busy or have you decided that you're making a rule that you're too busy? You know what I mean? Yeah. And also like, I'm sorry, but if some A-lister on Gwyneth's level wanted to be friends with Jennifer Freed, that she find felt, the time. She would find the time. If Oprah, you know, she lives in Santa Barbara. So like if Oprah stopped by and wanted to get a reading and then afterwards she was like, oh my God, do you want to come over to my mansion? Or I even Jennifer- just someone that she actually wanted to be friends. Like, yeah. it's like if she wanted to be friends with someone, she'd be friends with them. It's just like, she doesn't want to be friends with these like random groupies or whoever they are. Like the me's of the world. <laughs> um, But yeah, I think the boundary stuff is totally out of control and i do think it's like usually very rude and it doesn't none of it seems to be like an actual normal human desire a lot of it just seems to be like people trying to like be hyper like controlling about what other people do and i think it's gonna i think it's gonna lead to a lot of very like lonely people with many regrets if they follow this shit too closely i agree i think it's because I mean, you need to protect yourself emotionally, but you also need to open yourself up to new experiences and new people. And you never, you never know who in your life is going to become a good friend. And, and like, it's just, yeah. yeah. And you also need to like accept some discomfort in like yes. social situations. Like occasionally you will be with like a family member or a friend for longer than you might want to, or like they will do something that isn't the exact way that you would have liked that a situation would be handled or something like that. Like that is going to happen. That's just like part of human interaction. And you can't like, there's just a limit to how much you can control what other people do to you. Mm -hmm. I mean, in your like socially, you know, and like there's, I do feel like, um, so it was Yom Kippur this week, which I'm like obsessed with. I like love Yom Kippur. I fast every single time. And I really like, I don't go to like temple or anything, but I always like fast. And I try to like really think about like how I can do better next mm-hmm. year. And I realized that I've been so focused on all of this wellness stuff and a hundred percent. It's like, a hundred percent of it has just been about myself. Like nothing in wellness in the entire wellness industry has anything to do with helping other people at all. It is completely selfish always. And no. there's the excuse that, you know, women, cause I guess it's like mostly targeted at women, you know, are always giving to their like husbands and their kids and whatever, and they don't have time for themselves. So whatever, but I know so many people and I include myself who are just like constantly searching for like some sort of like wholeness, like a spiritual or like, like a spiritual wholeness or something that you cannot achieve through just like cutting everybody off and focusing solely on your own comfort and desires. You just can't. No, it's uh, that spiritual wholeness. And I am the last person that should be talking about this, but like really just comes from like acts of service and helping others. Yes. And I, I keep, and again, this is just like a character flaw, but like I, I used to like volunteer at the LGBT center for a little while. And then I like stopped doing it. And I always am like, Oh, I should 
start volunteering either there or somewhere else again. And then I just never do it because I'm like, oh, I'm busy or I like doing this. I like doing that, which is fucked up. But I mean, no, it's like totally normal. And like, also, you seem like pretty well, like you don't seem like you're on that, like that type of journey. But maybe I'm wrong. But um, I just feel like the boundaries thing is the like, it's just leading down a dark path. I just think there's a huge boundary trend in wellness, which is why I'm talking about it. It's not just Jennifer. No, no, no. It's uh, it's definitely um, prevalent in a lot of like online spaces and especially like with the, I don't know, the the sort of Tumblr woke. I don't know if I'm describing it. I think it started there and then it's like moved into just like mainstream like wellness people. Like Melissa's new book is Boundaries, yeah, yeah. The Book of Boundaries. And it's just all about like telling people to fuck off and not to to get out of your house and you know i'm not coming for mother's day because that's my holiday and all that's this shit. so crazy i i think it's i'm like all right like whatever. every year my i mean again i haven't talked to my mom and my sister specifically about it but it's just like assumed because my mom and my sister are both mothers that they'll just spend mother's day together and i will be yeah. there hopefully if i can but it's not like this should be like separate each mother should have a separate well yeah I think that that's like a new thing that's happening where these women are like Mother's Day is a really important holiday to me which is like weird already and they're like and I need to spend this day with my kids and my husband and this is my special day to do what I want to do and I'm not gonna like be with my mom because she's had so many mother's day and it's about active mother. I mean, I've seen That's all so of this talk about up. like, this is about moms who are actively raising children, not about the person who already raised you. And it's like, why well, I would immediately just call my lawyer and take her out of the will without I any mean, questions asked. Yeah. No question. I mean, no. fuck you. Like, I just think like how miserable are these women's lives? You have to have like one day of like me, 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 like you're a fucking adult. And they have like, you have a birthday and is your partner really that like, do you really need like a special holiday that's like set up by whoever made up Mother's Day to like get a day to like relax? Is it really so hard for you to be like, I need a break. Can you help me? I mean, is that how, is your marriage that shitty? Yeah. Yeah. Is that, yeah, is, that, is that what they're most excited about? It's just like not having to like do chores for the day. I don't know. I, I don't know. I'm like, go out to like make a brunch. You know what? Everyone's the gay son should decide on the brunch place. And you invite your mom, you invite your sister, you invite any other women in your family who are mothers. And that's it. The, I mean, gay, the I, gay son needs to decide what to do. I just always thought Mother's Day was like such a minor holiday. Like when I was a little kid, you would like make your mom a card. Yeah, it's gotten, I mean, I think like everything else has just gotten insane. Everything has just gotten so crazy where now it's like another, every, it's, it's not a real fucking holiday. You just get a car. It's just bullshit. Just, get to, I don't know. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. We need to move on. Cause this literally is going to be a 16 hour podcast. Um, Okay, my my best was just the fact that that Gwyneth herself sent us or sent some of us the Thursday newsletter. Okay, well, I'm it. sorry, but like I have to just now jump in and say this was my craziest. I didn't get my Thursday newsletter, and I want to know if any of you 
listeners also didn't get your Thursday newsletter because to me, that was nuts. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. You checked your spam. You checked all the keywords. You literally I checked didn't get everything. It. So I do not have a Thursday newsletter. You had when to it doesn't it. have your email. Uh, but like what, what did I do wrong? I mean, I've spent so much money on their website. I check it all the time. I'm obsessed with them. I, I give them my email address over and over again. You know, these people, they are just chaotic with their, how did it happen? I don't know, but yeah, I'd be really curious to know who else didn't get this Thursday. Because There must be some other list of people who didn't get it. It has, there has to be. I, I'm just really glad that I, I hope, I mean, I'm not you know, I'm not keeping my hopes up because, uh, she never seems to like actually want to work on the newsletters, but, um, I love that she, that this was coming from Gwyneth. And I also love, and I hope they keep this, that it's the old format where there's, um, the different categories of be, go, do, and I haven't seen that in like years. years. And it was so, it was such a pleasant surprise. And she even, calls it out. She's like, if you read to the bottom of this email, thank you. If you've been with us for a while, thank you again. You may have noticed we're going old school with our Thursday newsletter. Keep reading for more notes from GP. And if you have something we should make, go, get, do, be, or see, please email us at editorial at So I guess this is here to stay and I'm all for it. Cute. I love it. As long as everyone, especially someone as loyal as Agnes Hewitt, did not get the email. Something's fishy it. in whatever department that is. I don't know how to run a Talking. company. I think that they must have like several different like email lists. Yeah. That they like, like it must be like broken up into chunks or something. Mm. I That's what I imagine. And like one got left off. That's. Oh, I'm yeah. I bet. Guessing, but. That's the only thing that makes sense. Cause it's not like I just got left off. It's definitely like a group. Yeah. Whatever list. And I, I've sent my email in, I'm sure I'm on, I mean, maybe there's lists I'm not on too, but I feel like I've definitely like signed up for these email lists dozens of times in various yeah. capacities. So I'm on as many as. Cause I like every time you buy something, they like ask you yeah. to sign up again. And I usually do, even though I'm already on it. Um, and she also has a nice little opening paragraph. I, will not put you through the torture of me reading it since I read so many things earlier in the podcast, but she does talk about uh, Yom Kippur and mm. the state of the world, um, the protests in Iran, and just a little advice wow. about love and life. She's really going deep. Wow. Current events with Gwyneth. Uh, okay. What was your Okay. Worst. My worst was also another just like general lifestyle trend. This is not on goop and I don't think it ever will be, but there is a wellness trend that's sweeping the internet and not a wellness, a lifestyle trend that's sweeping the internet and needs to be stopped right away. It's butterboards. Do you know these? I saw a picture and I saw the word butterboard and I think I know what it is, but I chose not to click on the link because I don't okay. think I actually wanted to find out. I think just, I just want to get us on the record saying we're opposed to butterboards in case this ever makes it its way to goop or like anything like that. I just want, I just feel like we need to say, make, make a statement and say that we're opposed to them, which I think you will be too. Butterboards are basically a charcuterie board, but instead of cheese and crackers, you just like smear a bunch of butter on it and maybe put some like salt on it maybe some like edible flowers or i don't know whatever like zhuzh it up a little bit and then you give people 
bread and they like dump dip it into the butter it's just like a new and disgusting way of eating bread and butter yeah and i fucking hate it that's truly disgusting because okay so when i saw the phrase butterboard my fantasy or what i thought oh maybe this could be cool would be if it was like you said like a charcuterie board but you had different types of butter different so you had like, you know, a beautiful French grass-fed butter. You had a sheep's milk butter from Greece. You had a butter infused with fresh herbs. And you you chose and you, and you took a knife and you hygienically spread whatever butter you wanted on your little bread or veggies or crackers or whatever. But the fact that people are just, it's like just one thing of butter and people are just like dipping their bread in it That's is what it disgusting. Is. And I'm, I'm not like a big like hygiene person as far as like, I don't mind if someone like double dips or like puts their hand in the chip bowl or whatever, but like, come on, we're just getting out of pandemic of a pandemic guys. This is disgusting. It's like, I don't know why, because it's like for like hummus or like a dip, I get it. But butter is so like oily and slick and melty. I mean, it melts. It's not supposed to be like, like you just don't consume butter in that way. Like I don't, like spread butter on a plate plate and then dip stuff into it. Also, like, I mean, like, it's just not the way you're supposed to eat that. Yeah. It's not the way you're supposed to fucking eat butter. This, this is the problem. Gross. The, the problem with the internet. So trends used to start in a, in Paris, in New York, in London, in Los Angeles, mm. amongst the sophisticates, amongst the educated. Okay. Now with the Democrat democratization of the internet trends can start in any fucking hellhole in the world i don't know who came up with this it's definitely like a like a waco texas or a you know a cleveland a no offense i mean god now i'm sounding like such a fucking snob i mean they look very pretty i'm sure like they don't look like some like meat casserole or something you know what i mean like they don't have that look yeah but it's the it's the pinterest aesthetic of these neo farmhouses yeah these these right-wing reactionary people now live a life that looks from the outside um pleasing to the eye but it's like overworked stunt food yeah, yeah yeah and then people are like um now expanding on it and making like a cream cheese board so they'll like smear a bunch of cream cheese on a board and then like chop up a bunch of locks and sprinkle it and like capers and sprinkle it and then like but it's like why like eat a bagel and put it on just eat it normal what the fuck like it's why would you ever do that it's it's all for the aesthetics these things are gonna come and go it's whatever but they need to go now. And I just want everyone who listens to this podcast to know we do not support butter boards. And I also do not support cream cheese boards nope. or like any weird board. I like a cheese board, a charcuterie board, and that's it. I don't want a plate that's spread with goo for me to dip into. I will make an exception if someone does a nice board with like four different butters and then you actually use a knife and you spread it on your own bread then that's not what it is that's not what it is yeah okay anyway anyway that's my Mm. worst uh all right my 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 worst and i'm i'm gonna just have to stop talking about these recipes now 
because right. it's making me so angry. You're so obsessed. like every, I, this is the last one for a while, I promise. But like every, we got so much new content this week. Gwyneth wrote a fucking another essay. We got the cruise. We got uh, Jean did a whole morning routine. Like everyone right. is pulling their weight. Mm-hmm. I hope that I'm sorry to say this, but I hope that there's a family emergency for Caitlin or someone is dying of cancer or some excuse that makes sense because the recipe this week was the fucking roasted squash with brown butter and hazelnut gremolata that I have to fucking look at and puke up every Mm. time I see it for every October for the past 10 years on this fucking site, they bring (gasps) this, this bullshit out. God, what is with her? I don't, I don't know. I don't know if she has something on them. Maybe she's on disability and she has to keep getting a paycheck. Like I literally (sighs) don't know what's going on. But like, how hard is it to write a fucking recipe? Do they just say like, we don't actually care about the recipes. Do whatever you want. I guess. Or maybe they laid her off and like, they're not, and we, they don't want to, they don't want to embarrass her. And so there's no one. But how long can this be going on? I don't know. (laughs) I mean, Caitlin, I I want to love you, Caitlin. Can you just tell us what's going on with, I hope. I hope everything's okay because you're, but every time I see her on Instagram, she's jetting off to Palm Springs. She's going to Mexico. She's taking a road trip. I don't think it's that she's not pulling her weight. I think she's doing what they want her to do. I'm guessing. I mean, I'm sure. Yeah. Cause like if, if she, if they wanted her like to be like, cause is is it that like so many food people like all, like one recipe a week, that's, that's your whole job to develop one recipe a week. That seems like a, job that is feasible for someone to do right seems like it See, like smitten kitchen has been doing it for ages allison roman like these there's people that do this yeah and they seem to also live like fulfilling lives they're not like hunched over the oven 100 hours a week well i mean yeah it's not i mean it's a job right it's a like, job yeah <laughs> i don't i really don't understand and it I, I know i'm repeating myself and i'm sure this is boring but it just this week of all weeks, because there was so much good content and you see, you see Jean, you see Gwyneth, you see all these people like, like coming back from vacation and really like starting off fall with a bang. And then, and then I see this fucking roasted squash with brown butter and hazelnut gremolata once again. And I hate, sorry, I hate winter squash. I don't want to cook it usually. I mean, okay, I'll have a butternut squash soup once a year. Fine. But I'm never like roasting a fucking delicata and like being satisfied. No, I know who should replace her. Who? I've got the perfect person. Do you know Wishbone Kitchen? No. Wishbone Kitchen was this TikTok account. I think that's what it's called. Um, that went like bonks over the summer because she was this young girl, cute, like early 20s, I think, lives in New York, and she was a private chef in the Hamptons this summer. And every day she would be like a day in my life as a private chef in the Hamptons. And she would just like show all the things that she cooked. Everything looked gorgeous. I think I did see this woman. Yeah. Like cute. And she was doing like lifestyle and like, you know, recipe. I mean, she didn't really do the recipes. She just showed them like what she was cooking, but I was, uh Oh, first things up wishbone kitchen cream cheese board. First, I mean, these influencers, they have to, they have to, you know, you have to stay relevant. You have to stay relevant. Yeah. You have like that. I don't blame her for it. It's just like, that's, you have to do whatever's 
trending and you do it with your little twist but no that's like because she has the hamptons connection she's a hamptonsy person she's already like wellness i mean she's not like a wellness person but she's like a hamptons person and she's like you know cute and blonde and she looks like a little gwyneth paltrow person we, ha we have a hole in the market for that sort of aspirational somewhat healthy somewhat complicated somewhat fussy. and kind of fancy yeah like martha stewart obviously like perfected it in the 80s and 90s but that brand has completely gone down the shitter oh um, yeah Mar you, i mean well did no, you read the uh the new york times review of her vegas restaurant is it bad it's not it's not like guy fieri bad but it was like it seemed like it was what i would have expected that like mm. things are just sort of very bland and mass produced and not perfect and you're still spending you know millions of dollars and then martha stewart doesn't even own the restaurant you know she just licensed her name to it licensed her name to it so it's just like a tourist trap like most restaurants yeah but she's like how old is she she's in her 80s so like i don't blame her for not wanting to work like i mean she's allowed to license her name exactly but, absolutely yeah look that's wishbone kitchen yeah no i this she's is perfect a, right goop if you're listening wishbone if you're listening come on you guys you guys should get together and i just want oh and to add insult to injury on this fucking recipe that's like five years old she mm. says the first direction one medium-sized winter squash butternut delicata acorn or kabocha i prefer the last three because you don't have to peel them so like she won't even peel a fucking squash it's like get off your ass get off your ass and make a recipe no, the recipes have been, they were like Martha Stewart level. They're non-existent. And, and I have, that was Martha have, Stewart's like crack started to show with the recipes, I would say first. Yeah. I mean, it's when, it's when she, you know, lost control of her magazine and she sold it to whatever that Meredith company is. And it's just, she, all, all she does now is license her name to things. So it's like, again, like she, whatever, she's Martha Stewart, she can do what she wants, but there's no for someone who built their brand on like extremely high quality stuff it just uh, it does sort of suck that like there's like no quality control in that well, brand the anymore. world fucked her and now she said fuck the yeah. world true 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 okay um let's move on craziest mine was that i didn't get the newsletter that is crazy yeah that is crazy it's not mine was and you didn't read it because you didn't get the newsletter so i will be very brief uh there was just an article called for stronger orgasms try edging and no. um it's about no. how to edge if you're a i didn't know women could i'm sorry like i thought that was a man thing well they talk about male edging um edging can help people well it's not you know we're saying people not men or women sorry. edging can help people seeking better control over ejaculation including premature ejaculation blah 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 um if you're if you're practicing edging regularly your body will adjust to holding an erection longer for, you know, vagina and vulva having people. Um, mm -hmm. It is basically getting to about 70% orgasm. I don't know the logistics of that, um, but it says recommend, she recommends building arousal by focusing on your senses, touch your body wherever you feel most excited um imagine a barometer of pleasure on a scale to from one to ten uh where is seven and then she says to try different sex toys to see but why do the vulva havers why would you do it 
Um, cause I guess then the orgasms are better if you're not getting there as much and you're, and you're, you know, right on. Like, the I can understand if you have like erectile dysfunction or something, but I can't understand if you, I mean, okay. It says edging works by engaging the parasympathetic nervous system, which creates a more intense orgasm when you finally allow yourself to finish. Uh, it has to do with the anatomy of arousal. I see. Um, anyway. Anyway, I feel like their sex advice is always like insane. Yeah. Um, okay. My. Oh yeah. What would you try? try? Oh, I would try this croissants in this like seven places to eat in Paris. I literally spent the first entire half of this podcast just like staring at them staring at these pictures of these croissants and just thinking like i want to get a croissant so i would try eating a croissant obviously i'm not going to go to memniche i don't know how to say this um and wait for the ham and cheese rolls hand kneaded sourdough fluffy brioche chewy chewy how do you say that canales and some insane chocolate chip cookies i'm just gonna like maybe i'll go across the street or probably more likely not do any of it and not have one, but I wish I could. Uh, Yeah. So yeah, this is like this, I guess she's like a young aspiring pop star. I've never heard of this woman, but she's like friends with Olivia Rodrigo and she's really obsessed with Pigalle, which is one of the, you know, districts in Paris. That's a little more funky and up and coming. So she just has like her recommendations and that Baker. Oh my God. Everything. Look, I, this is not confirmed, but there's a possibility I might be able to go to Paris for the French Open next year. Oh, that would be so amazing. I and would go back to France. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know. It's still very in the early stages. But um, <laughs> oh my God. I yeah, it's Paris. What can you say? What can you say? I mean, I would eat a way shittier croissant than this. Of course. I mean, I, I am mean, I do I do regularly. I do have a very nice, you know, French style bakery right in my neighborhood. Uh, yeah you do so i can fly down the block to paris whenever i want i had a pretty nice croissant last week at um petit trois oh i bet gosh you guys go to petit trois a lot yeah we do we live really close to petit trois um and i had a really bad bagel yesterday where from yeasty boys oh yeah i've had theirs before it's a little underwhelming i had never had one before i thought it was bad um if you're on the east side i'm all about bells 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 yeah it's just i was not there yeah um all right try okay so here's this is i'll again i'll be sort of brief the thing i would try i did try was another goop recipe i made the now here's the deal it's called, the title of the recipe is called pork tenderloin with apples. And yet in the ingredients, they say to use a two pound center cut pork loin. Oh, which this, is a, was a, this was your concern last week. This was my last week. So I, so last week I was thinking about making it this week. I actually made it. Okay. I, because there's no such thing as a two pound pork tenderloin. Those things are small. I went to the butcher and I asked for a two pound pork loin which is that center cut, the thicker cut. And I still, this recipe works if you know that it makes no sense going in and you have to, you have to obviously like change what you do, but because a pork loin is not going to actually cook in 35 minutes where it 
what it says. Mm-hmm. So you have to cook it for longer. Mm-hmm. Um, there's other things that are that is wrong with this recipe. For instance, if you smother, it tells you to smother the pork in mustard before you sear it. If you mm-hmm. do that, the whole thing's gonna fucking burn because you're searing it on a high heat with mustard all over it it's gonna burn so that's fucked up um there's not enough veggies and fruit because it's like apples uh what else um fennel carrots but it's like there's not enough so i say double the veggies and fruit make sure to be consistent about is it a tenderloin or is it a loin? I think it's a loin. The picture is a loin. Ingredients says loin. The title, whoever did the title is the one who fucked up. Okay. And then cook it for longer. But then if you'd make all those changes, it was really good. Mm. It was like a great, pretty easy fall. If you, I mean, I don't know how many people eat pork. I don't eat pork that often. But like if you're cooking for like a few people and you don't want to do something too labor intensive, it's like you get some nice organic pork loin from whole foods it's like you know not the cheapest thing but you can get two pounds for like you know 23 dollars a couple apples carrots fennel whatever you're making dinner for four a nice dinner for four for less than 30 bucks pretty pretty good deal um yeah that's a pretty good deal i don't know i never cook i brian and i were just talking about it like i'm I'm like afraid of eating pork like i eat it occasionally when i did whole 30 i would like once in a while get like or like one time I got the sugar-free bacon just as like a mm. little treat, but I'm like scared of pigs. It's not, I'm not like kosher or anything, but like, I just like, I think that they're smart and evil and like, they'll kill me. Like they'll eat you and they're <laughs> treated so poorly. And they're just like the whole pork industry makes me kind of queasy. Yeah. I a hundred, I mean, I don't think they're evil. I think that they are highly abused because they, they are highly intelligent and like, it is really Honestly, they'll it's like eat you. They'll eat if you like if a farmer falls in a pig pen, the pigs will just like eat his whole entire everything. Yeah, and they they'll would be deserve, gone. They deserve it. If, yeah, and like people, you know, like there's like stories of like people like murdering, like farmers murdering someone and like throwing the body in the pig the, pen, yeah. and they just like eat at all, no uh, evidence. Yeah, it's um, it is a morally indefensible, honestly, and I don't. I mean, I. I don't, I hardly ever buy, I only bought pork because this recipe. Was I'm not there. shaming you. For no, I know. Pork. I know. But I, I did feel, I don't, I try not to eat it very often because, but this, this was good. And you could do, do it like with, it. um, you could do it with, uh, I don't know. You could do it with like a beef tenderloin or, or even yeah. like a whole chicken. You could do it, you know? Yeah. I mean, I like pork tenderloin. I have it once in a while. Yeah. The pork, pork tenderloin is like or so pork lean. Loin. Pork loin has the nice layer of fat on top. Which it's one like, is this? So pork loin is the thicker cut. It's like I what mean, pork for the recipe. Well, that's the thing. The recipe is called roasted pork pork tenderloin with apples, and it says this pork tenderloin is easy to assemble and prepare. But then when you actually get into the ingredients, it says you use one two pound boneless center cut pork loin, which is a completely different cut than a pork tenderloin. Oh. So they fuck. They just fucked up on the recipe. Okay. But like uh, pork loin is the one that you make pork chops out of. So it's like. It, you're basically you're basically making a whole bunch of pork chops that aren't chopped okay see i like a tenderloin see the the tenderloins they're easy to cook but they're so lean that they don't have 
I like very lean meat though. Yeah, you do because you like chicken breasts more than chicken. I like fries. chicken breast. I don't like fatty meat, and I like that you can like cut it into these like little medallions and mm. just like have a couple. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and you could you could make this recipe with pork tenderloin. I think you would probably want like two pork tenderloins, mm. or you know, you would cook it for a lot less time because it would get overcooked. Okay. But um, I I I like fattier cuts. So like the pork loin, I think it's the perfect middle ground between like a pork tenderloin, which is really lean. And then like the pork shoulder, which is really fatty. Mm. This is, this is pretty lean meat, but it has that little layer of fat on top that you can, by searing it, you know, you can render the fat and you get, you get the good juices. I do eat carnitas. Well, yeah. Carnitas is the fattiest cut that's made from the, you know, the, the pork, butt, the pork, but I'll get it. I'll get some carnitas tacos. Oh my God. Yeah. So good. Uh, all right. Well, that's little recipe corner. I'm that sorry. That sounds good. Maybe yeah. I'll try it, but maybe I won't. I don't know. I have to go grocery shopping. I've since my brother was in town, my whole world mm. topsy turvy. Um, all right. What would you buy? Okay. So I am out of my goop or super goop, which is not affiliated with goop sunscreen. I was using the same one for like a really long time. It's very, very glowy. It okay. has like a little bit of coverage. It's for your face. And I like it. I need a high quality face sunscreen because my eyes are super sensitive and they'll like start watering a lot if I don't, if I have like some shit on my face. Um, and I was really liking that goop, the super goop one, but the, Cause I like the coverage, but it was just too much like glow. It was just like too much glow. I got sick of it. And every time I put it on, it's like a thing, but also every time I put it on, everyone is like, your skin looks amazing. What are you doing? And I'll be like, I don't know. I have nothing. I don't have anything. Just sunscreen, which is true, but it was like glowy sunscreen, but they have a sunscreen, um, that is recommended in this piece called a week long cleanse at the ranch in Italy by Brianna Peters, um, which sounds like a fake name, Um, but it's not. Uh, That is by St. Jane and it's called the Luxury Sun Ritual Pore Smoothing SPF 30. 30 is a little low for me, but I would try it. Um, And it comes in this lovely black tube with white and gold flowers on it. And it's supposed to have a little bit of coverage. They say it can, um, double as a primer. Um, and it's obviously like, there are pictures of it and it obviously is like pigmented a little bit. So I think I would, I think I will try this out and see how it goes. That sounds good. I, um, I think I need to upgrade my mineral sunscreen from the CVS generic brand too. Oh, you use that. Actually, remember when I got that beach bum or whatever, like that stick? Okay. Is that what good? Yeah. I just got it because I was out. I was like stuck. My car was being worked on and I was like stuck in Hollywood and I was like, I need to reapply sunscreen and I don't have any. And so I just went to Bed Bath & Beyond and I was like, I know they'll have something there. And that was what they had. And since I ran out of the super group, that's what I've been using. And it's actually pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. I just worry that I don't get as much coverage because it's a stick. So mm-hmm. you have to like rub it all over, but I, I like the, um, like texture of it. Yeah. And that is convenient to have that. Like, I don't ever like the sprays, but the sprays with... I think are bad for you. Yeah. They're really bad. 
Uh, all right. And oh, yeah, I would buy just my that Jennifer Freed book. I was sort of interested. Oh, cool. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if I will. Probably not. Maybe I'll check it out of the old library. But um, those earth sign or the, the little element signs were sort of interesting. And she does seem, if you listen to the podcast, she seems like she knows what she's talking about in the sense of she really does seem to have thought about the integration of psychology and astrology in a way she's that- definitely thought about it. Yeah, that doesn't, it doesn't come across as like either- like she's a lunatic or that she's just like a cynical like charlatan she really you like she seems trustworthy definitely but you know as dr jenna jason said um a fake psychic is a redundant term good words of wisdom boyfriend is the term for dr jenna jason we almost made it through an entire episode without (laughs) talking about them i uh i couldn't find it again on her feed because it's like thousands of pictures you know you'd have to scroll through but she did post a picture i'm not sure if it was on twitter instagram or where but i swear to god i saw it where you see her at a table eating and then you see across from her a sweater someone in a sweater you don't see that. You see just the torso, a sweater. It was like, it was a mannequin. Like, a mannequin. Summer. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know. Uh, but she's, she needs a new hobby because she's just, it's like Dr. Oz. And who's the other one she hates? Oh, Herschel Walker. It's she like, hates all of them. Yeah. Oh, good. Now she's coming out against serial killers. <laughs> just after I compared her to Jeffrey Dahmer. Oh, because she she retweeted that insane woman. She follows that Lauren the Huff, that woman. Yeah, who, I just saw that she retweeted. Yeah, that. I just went over to her Twitter to see what she's. It make because she's the woman who's like she's like this like turfy like radical lesbian like MSNBC centrist liberal who became sort of a meme on Twitter herself when last week she said it was abusive to play fetch with your dog insane i'm sorry but can you imagine the shit that jen gunter would be saying if she was british oh my god she like i mean i don't want to hurl accusations no she's jen gunter has never exhibited any turf tendencies i not explicitly but she's also never come out against it and i feel like if you're jen gunter you kind of have to draw a line in the sand i don't know maybe i mean maybe no she because on her the one episode of whatever podcast oh it was with oh yeah um, you Lynn listened to her and you said she was she, no you're right she right. did mention to be like pretty inclusive about that stuff okay you're right, you're right. Um, all right i shouldn't be so judgmental you're right I'm but sorry. uh it is funny she she definitely like she walks the i just she, I don't she's know. so she's so skeptical and she's so whenever there's anyone who's not in her sort of sphere of like twitter or like politics if there's someone who's a little kooky or has like a little different politics than her she just automatically hates them and like doesn't like anything they do but yeah. if it's the opposite if it's someone that like is in her same sort of vibe in general she is completely unskeptical of anything that they do yeah that's and like everybody i guess that's like but like this woman this lauren the huff person is like truly a lunatic and the fact that jennifer gunter retweeted her is telling and she's a turf though, Lauren. The she's uh, don't quote me on that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> she I get... okay. I forget. There was something about she. Get, it, it's one. It's also in this YA. Um, she's like a some author who got mad at another author because it's like someone's too woke, someone's not woke enough, and then it turns out that she thinks 
playing fetch with your dog is abusive. That's so funny. Anyway, I don't want to make you go on about this for too long, but do you remember why she thought that? Uh, no, just go. Oh, it's, uh, because it is, I don't remember. It was something about they don't have the capacity to say if they want to play fetch or not because their instincts are so big are are so trained to like fetch they can't consent to my it. dog literally will come and like hit me in the face with a dog toy until i throw it for him you don't he know loves that. it he like well they'll, they'll bring you toys yeah, and no, ask no. Play. oh that's stupid okay yeah. right. anyway so we've okay we need to just end it no yeah we gotta i shouldn't have brought it up i, I just i had up. to know and i'm I just couldn't. i'm just accusing everyone of being a turf i'm oh. sure she is and this is I the end to... of the podcast no one's listening anyway i know everyone's fallen asleep hours ago i'm gonna definitely read that thing about true yeah look it up mad about it we can we'll come back next week and explain what her exact views on um trans women are (laughs) sorry oh my god okay no all right let's just end this now and bye love you guys Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 